Welcome back to Be Great With Nate, the podcast that trains you to master your mind, body, and emotions to help you take complete control of your life. I'm your host, your coach, Nate Ortiz. I'm enthusiastic about teaching you how to manage your health and mindset while you pursue your goals in life. My goal is to clear your confusion regarding the body, mind, and life itself. If you want to learn how to become the best version of yourself, then you're going to want to stick around. Welcome back. So in today's podcast, we're going to be going through how to get out of stuck in, um, being stuck in fight or flight. Last podcast, I brought you through what happens when you're stuck in fight or flight. How do you feel when you're stuck in fight or flight? How does your body respond in your muscular system? How you think when you're stuck in fight or flight? And I gave you some references to that, and I hope that podcast has helped you. Um, now, I want to bring in some of the things that you're going to do. So let me tell you something. If you haven't listened to the last podcast, go listen to the podcast before this one. There's nothing more powerful than connecting and becoming aware before getting the steps to fix it. Because if I just tell you the steps and you don't know, you're not aware, it didn't resonate with you, if you didn't connect to it, then the steps on how to fix it just goes through one ear and not the other. And it usually just so this is this is one of this is one of the things that people do when they're stuck in fight or flight, respectfully. I know this person because I am this person. Usually this person wants a quick fix for everything or just wants to fix it right now. And you you you'll come back to these podcasts and listen to it on repeat. If you don't do it the right way, now some of you are going to listen to it and repeat because that's just how you learn. But I'm just saying, you, I don't want you to be that person that has to continue to go through pain to finally fix themselves. Okay. So in today's podcast, I'm going to bring you through some things. So remember, being stuck in fight or flight is a, usually a nervous system reaction. And it could usually be showing up today as anxiety. And you can be dancing between anxiety and depression. And one of the reasons why you can read the book, Caffeine Blues. In the book, he explains when a person drinks too much caffeine or consumes, if a person has anxiety and they're consuming caffeine, caffeine, it causes anxiety. And what anxiety does is causes a person to be overwhelmed. And then when a person is overwhelmed, they usually don't get things that they should be getting done done. So then they feel down about that, which can be a depressed mode. And I can really relate to that. So... I want this to start off by, we're going to start off by the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed, okay? So one of the great things about someone being on the fight or flight, they usually are someone who can be very intuitive. They can be very, um, they have a lot of ideas. You can have a lot of ideas swimming through your brain and a lot of good ideas too. And the goal is to try to get those ideas to be put into action. Because if they're not being put into action, they're going to overwhelm you or you're going to be disappointed that you didn't get none of them out. And then there's something you're going to continue to tell yourself and tell people you're going to do. So the goal is to get those that brain to calm down a little bit. As far as not coming down with having ideas, but being able to actually put it into action. Okay. So it's actually, don't get it messed up. If you have anxiety disorder like I do, that is also diagnosed as attention disorder. I have ADD. As soon as you have a brain that just is able to work with a lot at once, which is I, I love. I won't be who I am without it. But at the same time, I have to keep that thing balanced because if I let it go too far, oh my, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm I'm just too stressed, and and then um, I'm subconsciously overeating, which then I'm putting on more weight than I want to. Then I feel mad at myself when I put on that weight, so it just becomes nasty. So when you first wake up, my first advice is usually my day can get started with a client 
it all depends. Eight to ten o'clock in the morning. But my day usually really, really starts at six AM, five thirty to six AM making these podcasts for you, or making content, or editing my content, or studying my content, or looking at the analytics of my content. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What's working when it's not working? Or reading or writing. Right? For those that don't know, I'm, I'm writing a book and I should be getting, we believe we got an agent we're going to be signing to. Um, and now we're going to be getting, uh, looking for a publisher and we're going to be starting negotiating with that. So if I'm waking up at, if I'm starting my day at six in the morning, and let's just say you're starting your day at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m., whatever. The, the 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 most powerful thing you can do is try at least to give yourself one hour of you time. I want you to start a ritual in the morning. When the day goes on, the day gets crazy. You probably have a ritual at, you know, afternoon, but then something gets in the way. Or you probably have a ritual at night and something gets in the way. The good thing about the morning ritual is that usually nobody really gets in your way. Nobody really gets in your way because people are sleeping. Okay. So what I like to do, you can get up at around like, I get up at five in the morning. Sometimes today I woke up at 420. I was just ready. I got, I went to sleep really early last night. I'm excited to go to sleep to get started the next day. Um, I love life. I just want to go. So I wake, you could wake up an hour earlier and then create time for you. So I like to wake up. I got uh, an espresso machine here that I could foam my milk. I can make my own organic espresso. I don't have to. I used to get up and drive to a shop. I don't have to do that anymore. And as I do that, I usually go straight to my couch and I have the YouTube um, channel opened up. And my YouTube, the algorithm knows what I like to look at. And it's all informative information. Good things that are going to help me grow. Self-help things. I like to sit on my couch. I usually have my, my dog with me. She comes down with me. Um, I have a couple of dogs. One of my girls come down with me. She hangs out with me. I bring her bed down and I put my cell phones to the side. I don't go on my phone and I watch the thing that interests me to teach me something to get my mind going as I allow my nice warm coffee to go down. Now, when I drink my coffee, I make sure that I'm not overdoing it. So a regular cup of coffee from Starbucks, like a medium, a small to medium can go anywhere from 250 to 350 milligrams of caffeine. A large cup of coffee can go anywhere from 350 to 450. It changes every time I look at their um, nutritional facts, but you're getting a lot of caffeine with that. I'm very sensitive to caffeine. I have to be very careful. It's like playing with fire because caffeine triggers fight or flight. I already have um, a fight or flight. My fight or flight comes from the trauma I went through as a child. In my whole life, I went through a lot of fight or flight situations. So my body's wired in fight or flight system. Subconsciously, I'm a fight or flight person as it is. So I don't want to overwhelm that system. And then it gets me out of balance. So what I do is instead of having a cup of coffee, I have an espresso, two shots of espresso that come out to about 120 milligrams instead of 450. Okay. So even if I have two cups of that a day, I'm working with 240 milligrams of caffeine versus two cups of a medium cup of coffee, which is 350 of 600, you see? So I'm still a third less of caffeine, a two thirds less of caffeine than I would be if I had two medium cups. 
with that coffee, I right now I I change it up. Sometimes I put a uh, coconut creamer in there for fat. Um, then I went to macadamia nut milk for fat, and then I will play around and put. Um, I switch it up throughout the the times that I'm having my coffee. Then I have, um, I'm having right now half and half organic, half and half lactose free. Now, when I have that, I usually have enzymes to drink. I take enzymes with it because since the milk is pasteurized, I try my best. That means there's no live enzymes in there. I replace it through supplementation. Okay. So I have my half and half. I have my espresso and I... What I do is I take my half and half. I have a machine that foams up the half and uh, half and half and everything. I usually take three servings of half and half, which gives me a good amount of fat. I put it in my coffee. I put some organic stevia in there. Stevia does not have any effect on the nervous system. So what happens is if you have too much effect on a nervous system, right, from sugar and caffeine, if you put sugar and caffeine together, you're going to overwhelm your system. Okay, you're going to spike your blood sugar. We don't want that. So I'm trying to get a small spike in cortisol and a slow process of a spike in cortisol and insulin from the blood sugar from the cortisol as as much as I can. So that coffee does its job. The fat slows down the digestion of that caffeine. I can't tell you how many people I've worked with one-on-one that this was a complete game changer. Okay. Organic coffee beans are very important because if they're not organic, then you're drinking pesticides and toxins are one of the biggest reasons why people are under a lot of stress. So we want to be able to limit our toxic load. We, you're not going to eliminate toxins every day. It's almost impossible, but we can limit it as much as we can. So toxins, blood sugar, caffeine, your environment, etc. So in the morning, you start your day off with an, I start my day off with a nice cup of coffee. In your morning, you may even want to have a breakfast with it. I'm not really a breakfast guy. If I control my blood sugar as soon as I wake up, I'm fine. If I have too many carbs before bed, I wake up hungrier the next day. And I'll, I'll explain that to you. So second thing I do is after I have my coffee and I drink and I sat down for about 30 minutes, I come in my office right here. I take a blank piece of paper. I take a pen and I write down my goal in life. I write it down every day. Sometimes I forget. I write it down as much as I can though. I write it down and then I usually start off, I write it on top of the page and then I start off with the things. I just love a piece of paper and a pen. My ideas that start coming in, anything that's going through me, I put on paper. And don't be surprised when you start writing your dreams down, you start writing things down, how they manifest it into your life. It's amazing. So what I do is I write it down and then I go through the process of what I want to do. So before I do podcasts, I love to write down. I know what I want to talk about, but I love to, sometimes I'm here writing down as I'm, I'm speaking, but when I'm doing podcasts, I love to write out some, some notes to make sure I say in the podcast. Um, I just, cause my brain can work fast while I'm doing a podcast sometimes when I do anything in life and I look at my page, I'm like, Oh, thank God I, I wrote this down. I want to mention this. But another thing is when someone is stuck in fight or flight or has anxiety, it's a relief when you can get it from the brain and put it somewhere. It's like, oh, okay, I feel a little better. That's, you know, documented somewhere. 
Then when I get my day started, I look at my schedule and I plan my schedule on when to eat my first meal. It's important that you do that. If you don't do that, you may be enthusiastic or feel great from the caffeine and then book up yourself throughout the day where then you're left with nothing to eat or you didn't make any time to eat and then you're going through a low blood sugar. And when you are just hangry, hungry and angry, then you're reaching for chips and stuff and then you you start, you eliminate the whole purpose of doing all this. So then before I give you my time, or before, like, so as you can see, I said, I start my podcast on my content at six in the morning. I'm not seeing a client at six in the morning. I used to do that. And they, I, I started noticing how frustrated it was making me when I started to do this instead. I like, I like to take care of myself and my dream before helping anybody. That goes for my dogs. That goes for my partner. I wake up first thing and I take care of I, because it's important that you take care of I first then we, which is your dream team, then all, which is work and people. Okay. So then usually I schedule my first client. I'm working with my client. And then what I do is I have a meal set up. It depends. Sometimes I have my mornings open. I create a little more freedom in my life and I'm working on my book right now where I'm just focused on me a little more. So let me talk about you and your situation, a typical person. If you start work at eight o'clock in the morning, for an example, and you're driving to work, let's just say you, for those that commute to work, let's use you first. If you have to be to work at nine, then you should be waking and you know that your, your commute is 30 minutes. Do not leave at 8.30. Don't leave at 8.30. You, any traffic, any rain, bad weather, Anything that can go, you're going to be driving in a fight or flight or tense system as it is. We don't want you to go through that. So if you have to be at work at nine and your commute is 30 minutes, leave your house at 9.15. Give yourself a nice gap all the time. So if something goes wrong and now it pushes you back five minutes, you still get to work 10 minutes early. Okay. So that means if you leave your your house at 8.15, that means... It, it probably takes you 30 minutes to get ready in the morning. So that is what, 7.45 right there. You should be waking up around 6.30 in the morning to start your day. Make sure you get enough sleep at night, right? So you can't be going to bed at 1, 2 in the morning, right? But if you start your morning, the most powerful thing that I've learned in my life since I was a kid that helped me get as far as I am today and help all my people that I know that are successful is a is a strong, powerful high vibrational positive morning that starts the day. Okay. So that typical person should be getting up at six 30 in the morning. You right. Because you, now you have from six 30 to seven 30 for you time. You have seven 30. You say, if it takes you 30 minutes to get dressed and ready seven 30 to eight o'clock to get ready for work. And then you know, you're just chilling. You, you can walk backwards to your car, sipping on your coffee, not in a rush, not rushing the kids if you're taking your kids to school. You're not doing all that. Now, and you can move this formula in different ways. If you start at 8.30, just move the formula in different ways. Then you leave and then you say if you get you leave and you get to work at 8.35, now you have 25 minutes. Nate, what am I going to do in 25 minutes? Well, you probably want to finish that video that you started off that morning. Or you probably want to finish your, you want to go through some of your course that you were going through for that new, you know, that side gig that you want to start doing, that side job. Or, you know, um, the nutrition plan that you're going through. Or maybe you want to go to work and prepare your desk to be having a great day. 
or, or get through some emails. You see what I'm saying? You're going to notice one big thing. And I made a video about this on TikTok. The biggest thing that people suffer with on all levels is discipline. I'm not a, when you, when you master discipline, you're not, you're not afraid of anything. You're not afraid of a new job. You're not afraid of someone firing you. You're not afraid of competition. None of it, because most of the people you compete against or most of the people that you work with lack discipline. Do this for a week and see, see how many people lack discipline. If you have a Zoom call, see how many people go on that Zoom call and they lack discipline. See how many of them, if it starts at eight, see how many of them enter exactly at 7.59 or eight o'clock. I dare you to enter that meeting 15 minutes early and wait there. The person who's even hosting the meeting, like your boss, may be, may be late themselves all the time. Discipline. You want to know why people like discipline? Because of stress. Because of distractions. Stress and distractions. So their, old, their morning doesn't look like the way I'm telling you. As soon as you wake up, I cannot wake up. And immediately, as soon as I wake up, I got to rush through things. That would really give me a lot of stress and anxiety. So then you, you plan your meal. When you have your first meals, like say for lunch or you have breakfast, make sure that you're eating enough protein and fat with your meal. Wow, fat got a bad rap. Pro, they've been trying to give protein a bad rap these last couple of years, right? Um, it's telling you protein ain't healthy for you and, and fat and protein ain't healthy, my friend. We like facts. Facts. I'm huge on facts. When we're talking about, we're talking about facts here. Let's go back 200 years, me and you. Go back to the country that your parents came from or your mother came from. What are we eating there? If you study um, Dr. Weston A. Price's book in the early 1900s, he visited every part of the world that was known to be the healthiest parts of the world, the people in Alaska, um, the Eskimos, the people in South America, the people in Africa, everywhere, um, Switzerland. And what he learned is, is that for the most part, everybody had organic food and it wasn't even known to be organic. It was just natural food that didn't get sprayed with a whole bunch of chemicals and was raised the right way. They all had some type of protein, fiber, and they did not have White flour, white salt, white table sugar, and pasteurized milk. Read that book. Look them up, what Dr. Weston A. Price. Why am I telling you that? I, you, when I work with a person, they're usually not eating enough protein at all. They're eating a sandwich at lunch, or they're eating a pasta dish at lunch, or they're eating, um, you know, um, you know, a, a bowl of rice and beans. And look. That sounds amazing. If you're someone who can uh, digest and assimilate and eliminate those foods correctly and you have no weight issues, no stress, amazing. But if you're someone under a lot of stress and you're spiking your glucose levels, I'm going to tell you, you're going to create way more stress for yourself. I've seen this so many times, I can't even count. And if you're someone that likes my work, you're someone that usually is, you're, you're my niche. 
I'm talking to you for the most part. If you're someone that doesn't have weight issues as a child or doesn't have any weight issues now, you have no stress, then this doesn't relate to you. This is, I'm not saying this is everybody in the, in the world. No, I'm not saying that. That would be very ignorant of me. But what I am saying is this is the person that's under a lot of stress throughout the day. This is someone who's stressed on what hormonal imbalances. This someone has digestive issues. This is someone that has weight issues as far as can't gain, I mean, can't lose weight. This is that person right here. I say add in more protein and fat because protein and fat slow down digestion, the rate at which food is being digested. Okay. So instead of, let's just make an example, a tuna sandwich, I will usually go with a tuna salad because of the bread from the sandwich, the glucose is going to rise your blood sugar very fast which means in about an hour or two, your blood sugar is going to be dropping. And as your blood sugar drops, your body has to send you signals of being hunger. You're going to go through something called being hypoglycemic. And then you're going to have shakiness. Then you're going to be tired. So you may go for another cup of coffee. Then you may snack on things. And then you're sweating. And then now you're peeing a lot. Then you're having digestive issues. Then you're bloated. And then you can't, you're looking at the clock at your, as you're sitting at your desk. Can't wait to get out of work. And then you get annoyed and irritable for everything. I'll be making a podcast about adrenal fatigue because this creates adrenal fatigue and then that gets deep. Okay. So more protein and fat. So um, I like to use myself as an example, of course, like, you know, for lunch, I will have, um, usually I have, um, I started to see, I just want to throw this out there too. I'm going to throw this out there right now for everybody listening. I made a podcast a couple podcasts ago letting you know that I would red meat. My body just wasn't doing well. And it just wasn't. It really just wasn't doing well. And I had, I, I forgot to shout out this one person. They did email me telling me uh, that I need farm raised and farm, I mean, uh, grass fed raised and grass fed finished. And thank you for knowing the difference between the two. That's amazing. And, and the importance of that. Um, I was getting that, that I was getting that. What happened with me was two things. Number one, my stomach acid was low. So when I throw red meat in there, since I had low stomach acid, I wasn't digesting and assimilating it correctly. Number two, one of the things that are really a really sneaky thing, I'm going <laughs> to, I keep saying, I'm going to make a podcast about that. Um, one thing that I want to elaborate a little more is you have to watch out for these nut milks, the almond milks the macadamia milk, these healthy low-carb bars that got almond flour, these things are very sneaky and will destroy your digestion. And I noticed that that was another reason why I was not digesting meat correctly because I, I was I have that throughout the day. And the podcast, I'll make a podcast describing on what to look out for, why it causes issues, the symptoms that it, it can cause, because this may be a sneaky thing that you may be going through as well. Okay. All right. So the next thing I want to go through is throughout the day, as you're going through your day, I want you to look at getting an, um, making sure you get an electrolyte supplement. Um, I'll see if I, I'll write it down in my notes, but I'll see if I can put the supplement in the description here. There's an amazing supplement I take every day. Most of you are going to have um, issues with your electrolytes. And when a person's under fight or flight or a person has blood sugar issues, because that's what fight or flight will cause. I know it sounds annoying, but I got to keep telling you. 
that's going to cause issues with your supplements. Uh, I mean, not your supplements, your electrolytes. So electrolytes like potassium. A lot of you are not getting enough potassium. So you may be walking around with headaches, muscle fatigue, cramping, heart palpations. If you look up potassium deficiency in human beings, you may be going through that. So there's a, a supplement uh, formula that I put together. Um, but you can look at, you can just look at your own supplements. Look at a supplement that has salt, potassium, and magnesium in it. I create this special juice. I have something I call the special juice. And um, I teach my clients about it and it really helps. Um, and I'm just, I'm just going to throw this in here. In the Be Great Renate Academy, my goal is to make videos on all this stuff too and show you and walk you through these things. Um, but making sure you get enough uh, potassium, magnesium, and sodium. One way you can do that is just increasing green leafy vegetable consumption. That can help you. And making sure you put really good sea salt on your, your food. Don't believe the hype about salt not being good for you. It's the processed junk salt that's not good for you. Okay, but if you have issues with hypertension and you're scared and things like that, that's not going for you. This is going for a regular person. If you feel like your your doctor told you not to drink salt, I mean, have salt or whatever the case may be, do further research on that and consult with your doctor. Got to start saying things like that. Now that I'm, my audience is gone, I can't just, <laughs> I got to be cautious of all these things. Respectfully, I should be though. That's my responsibility. Okay, so uh, that's another tip. So what I usually do is I have an electrolyte drink uh, midday. So then, then we have, then we go through the day. If you're getting hungry and you're getting these things uh, throughout the day, uh, Paleo Valley has really good turkey sticks and beef sticks that are really organic and really, uh, really well. I usually have some of those throughout the day, like two stored away, just in case I want some of those. Um, my, I like sometimes I, I like to take in and take out like pistachios, um, sprouted. You want your nuts to be sprouted, so you take out the citric acid and the enzyme inhibitors. So some sprouted um, cashews and stuff. But I'm telling you this one thing. When you control your stress and you control your blood sugar, you're not going to really be snacking like that. You're not going to have cravings or the need for cravings. Just being quite honest with you. Hydration is another one. So you're going to want to make sure throughout the day that you're getting enough water. Take your body weight divided by two. That's the amount of ounces that you want to aim for. So 200-pound human being should be aiming for a good 100 ounces of water. The more caffeine you drink, the more water you're going to need to drink on top of that, that recommendation. Because caffeine can be known as a diuretic. It pushes water out of the body. One of the biggest reasons why people overeat to begin with is because they're dehydrated. Outside of the fact that they have hormonal imbalances. Okay, so when you, as you can see, you want to plan your meal. So if your meal is at 12 o'clock, you have your meal at 12 o'clock, okay? If you have dinner at 5, you have your dinner at 5, all right? When you control your food, then you control your morning, your stress levels are at a, your fight or flight is not overwhelmed. Your, your sympathetic nervous system is not overwhelmed. And then guess what? Life throws you BS. You get a flat tire. Boss gives you an issue. Coworker gives you an issue, husband, wife gives you an issue, kids give you an issue. When that stress comes in, you're able to handle external stress because you took care of the internal stressors. Remember, trying to get everything organic as much as you can. You take stress off the body from detoxifying toxins, controlling your blood sugar with your eating. 
you are you're saving yourself from going through hyper and hypoglycemia. Making sure you get time for you in the morning before you give your time to everybody else gives you time to be able to be at peace with yourself, be able to spend time with your beautiful self, be able to do things that you want to do before you go out there in the world. And then not rushing to work is going to be another huge one. Last one, before you go to bed, make sure that you're not overeating carbohydrates. So if you're going to eat a potato, make sure you have some protein and fat with it. You should not be sweating in your sleep. You should not be peeing four or five times throughout the night. And when you wake up in the morning, you should be able to get up without the need of continuously snoozing your alarm. You should get up feeling well-rested. If you don't wake up feeling well-rested, if you find yourself not being enthused in life, if you find yourself um, having issues with um, procreation and sex hormones, like having low libido, if you struggle with feeling like everything is overwhelming and it's like a chore to you, if you struggle with feeling dizzy when you stand up too fast, if you struggle with belly around the fat, I mean, a fat around your belly only, if you struggle with salt and sugar cravings throughout the day, these are signs that you may have adrenal fatigue. This is what happens when you take your fight or flight too far and your body just goes into not producing enough cortisol because adrenal fatigue can have three stages. Number one, number two, number three. Stage number one is when your stress is too high, cortisol levels are too high. Number two is when the cortisol levels are not meeting uh, the expectations as high as they should be meeting. And then number three is when you're not producing enough. Women, I see this with women and men, but I, I, I relate to women a lot more because I work with them one-on-one a lot more. Um, but women, I, I see this in my, my women, my clients that are women. And usually these women are the women that don't slow down. They go, go, go. They don't slow down. If you're going to work out, another way is try to work out before 3 p.m. Because if you're working out at 5 to 6 p.m. at night, you're spiking your cortisol levels. And that's the time that your cortisol levels should be it's low. It should be going down. So melatonin and growth hormone can come in and help you rest and digest and the sympathetic, I mean, the parasympathetic nervous system come in. So knowing to have a, a, a meal that's a little um, favored towards healthy fats, healthy, you know, like a nice protein, uh, a fatty protein with low glycemic carbohydrates, you're going to sleep like a baby. So if you're used to having like a potatoes and a little bit of chicken and you're not sleeping well and you're having that, try yourself to have some, uh, a ground turkey, ground beef with um, carrots on the side or um, I make fun meals. I make sure I make sure my meals are fun, but they're very, they're not spiking my blood sugar. For an example, yesterday I had diced up peppers, um, uh, guacamole, fermented vegetables, uh, ribeye steak, and then there's something else I'm missing. Oh, and then probably like a half a cup of blueberries. See, I'm not having nothing that's crazy spiking my blood sugar. The fat. And the steak and a protein steak going to take a long time to digest. They're going to keep my blood sugar stable throughout the night. When I sleep, I sleep like a baby. And I told you today, I woke up at 420, wide awake, ready to go. No, no, no energy issues, nothing. I'm excited. But if I tell you, I tell you this one thing. If I overeat carbohydrates before bed, <laughs> it's harder for me to get up in the morning. I'm peeing throughout the night. Um, I can be sweating throughout the night. 
But waking up the next morning, I'm going to need three cups of espresso, not one or two. I need three to start the day because I'm since my body had most likely blood sugar drop throughout the night, cortisol levels go up. When cortisol levels go up while you're sleeping, you wake up feeling you're not fully rested. So you didn't really get deep sleep. So then you wake up the next day. And I told you, I didn't believe in sleep and I didn't believe in resting. I mean, um, resting, sleeping, or stress. That that was all fake. But then I was struggling with overeating and binge eating throughout the day, anger issues, attention disorder, panic attacks, all these crazy things, you know, growing up. So, I and it's crazy because I have crazy cravings before bed. I used to have crazy cravings before bed. Two reasons why people have cravings before bed it's because number one, they're just extremely stressed out and they didn't do anything I advise them to do in this podcast. And number two, they most they probably have a fungal infection. And if that if you have a fungal infection, craving sweets before bed, skin itching after eating sweet things, joint aching and popping, pimples that look like pimples, but they're not when you try to pop them, they're not really popping. You're creating it like you're going to create an irritated skin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You go check out that podcast with fungal infections that I made about a month ago, uh, which I think is the most viewed podcast I've made so far. That and um, I had like two or three of them back to back that went a lot that resonated with you, which I'm happy. So then when you get good sleep at night, guess what happens? When you eat better before bed and you sleep better, then when you wake up the next day, you're not having issues with fatigue and you're able to start off that powerful morning, that strong morning. And then you have a great day. Remember, the thing that I like to say, today is another day, another great day to be you. We want every day to be another great day to be you. And some some of us with that have fight or flight issues, trauma, have fight or flight, trauma, and anxiety, usually they're all working from the same string, the, the, the sympathetic nervous system. When you're dealing with that, you have to be very sensitive with yourself. You have to care for yourself. You know, you may have friends that don't need to do that. You're not your friend. Your friend is not you. You're built different. Care for yourself. Take care of yourself. Slow it down a little bit. Today's another great day to be you. It really is. It really is. As soon as you start learning how to control your internal organs and your your your, your nervous system, your mind is going to be working better because you think half of the reasons why you're messed up mentally is because of you. No. Most of the reasons why your brain is acting the way it does is because it's in fight or flight. That's not who you really are. You know who you really are going to vacation. And you'll start seeing the side of you like, oh, my God, I love reading. Oh, my God, I got to get. Do you have these all these ideas that, you know, you want to do when you get home or have a long weekend? Now. See, how, see how you start feeling. You only become the per- part of you that you don't like or you're confused with when you're under a lot of stress. I'm trying to trying to help you get out of that. These are some tips that you get out of fight or flight, being too stuck in fight or flight or too stressed. I hope that this podcast helped. And um, I really have a mission of bringing you, like I said, we don't know if we're going to name it Be Great with Nate University, Be Great Nate Academy, but my platform to have all these videos and showing you all these things and all the supplementations and weekly calls with you to really try to help you. I want to help more people in this world. So, um, but right now, I think these podcasts are doing a pretty cool job for, for right now. Um, and I really appreciate you listening. And if you're sharing my podcast, I really want to say thank you. Like, seriously, thank you. Um, 
It means the world to me. And each of you that reach out to me on Instagram, each of you that reach out to me, email, I try my best to get back to all of you because I deeply appreciate it. I don't take any of this for granted. And I will continue to do my best to bring my authentic self here and try to help you as much as I can. Peace. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope the show gave you valuable information. If you did, take a screenshot, post it on social media, like your Instagram story or someone in your social and tag me. I will definitely get back to you. I really appreciate the love. Or you can easily just leave a rating or a review if you have the time. You don't understand how much those little things right there help me push this show to get more people like you to listen. If you want more Be Great With Nate, you can head over to BeGreatWithNate.com and I'll meet you there. Until next time, peace.